0: Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. Well, we're at the uh, middle point of our series, guys. We're we're
1: looking at the whole issue of leaving the prison behind. Now you're saying, what prison? Well, I'll be honest with you, it's a very real prison that all of us here will find ourselves in. And it's the prison of unforgiveness. You know, you know. I think, I'll just use myself as an example for a moment. I'm, I'm 45 years old, but as I'm getting older, I think that I got this issue of forgiveness, I, I think I understand it. I think I, I, I can handle it. But reality is, is as the older I get, the more I realize I don't understand it. I find it more difficult than ever. In fact, the older you are, the reality is, is that the tendency is, is you're going to be hurt by more people. In fact, let me just say this, you're not just going to be hurt by more people, you're going to be hurt repeatedly by people. In fact, some of you are here and you'll say, well, I've forgiven them. Or you'll say, I've forgiven them several times. There's got to be a limit. There's got to be a point where that's enough. How many times do you want me to forgive them? They keep doing it. And, and that's the struggle that we find ourselves in. And and I'll be honest with you, it becomes a reality of this prison, of really struggling with this whole issue of forgiveness and forgiving those who hurt us. Now, now here, here's the thing. Some of us, you know, the forgiveness issue can can, you know, if it's just a little wee thing, like I accidentally bump into your car with my little car door and, 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 and I, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry. Okay, I forgive you, no problem. But if I wham my door and put a big dent in it, and it's your brand new truck, and just kind of scrape some paint off in the meantime while there's a big dent there, and I say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're like, no, I, I, I'm not going to forgive you for that. What you did to my truck? Do you, you know what I'm saying? There's different levels of forgiveness. So sometimes we can forgive people, but then there are some people who really... We don't want to do it, especially if they keep doing it over and over. You see, here's the thing. If we're going to talk about taking the key, and the key is with you and I, to get out of the prison, if we're going to unlock the door and walk away from the reality of the prisons that's there and open the door and walk out, we're going to have to learn to forgive. In fact, today, we're going to have to learn why we must forgive. And that's the issue that we're going to look at today. Why we must forgive. Because Jesus is going to talk about that. Jesus is going to raise the issue today of why we must forgive. So look with me. We're just going to look at a few verses here. Verse 21 of chapter 18. I love Peter. Listen to what Peter says. Because Peter's real. Don't you love somebody who's real? So here's what Peter says to Jesus. And Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Do right, you see what Peter's asking here? He's going to Jesus and saying, Jesus, because he's obviously heard the message of forgiveness from Jesus and how we're to forgive others and so forth. And so he goes to Jesus and he's, and I mean, you got Peter's real. I mean, he's asking a question that's all in our heart, except he's real enough to ask. And here's what he's saying. Jesus, how much do I got to put up with my brother I'm keep forgiving him when he does wrong to me. Seven times? Listen to what Jesus says. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he began to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him Ten thousand talents he was not able to pay. His master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me. I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But the servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. His fellow servant fell down at his feet, begged him, saying, Have patience with me, I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him in prison till he had paid the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. Should you not also have compassion on your fellow servants, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly Father will also do to each of you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. We're going to look at a couple things here. First of all, we're going to divide this passage into two parts, really. We're going to look at the issue of the question. We're going to see Peter's question. We're going to wrestle with that for a little bit. And then we're going to look at the illustration from which we're going to get a a principle. So let's talk for a moment here. First of all, the question. The first question is this. Is there a limit to forgiveness? Is there a limit to forgiveness? You know, the rabbis in in Jesus' day, argued about this. And it was commonly thought that the best way to approach it was to say that you should forgive someone in Jesus' day up to six times. That was what the rabbinical teaching would teach. So here comes Peter. He's wanting to ask Jesus this question because obviously he's heard the message of forgiveness. and, and, And he wants to go, he thinks he's doing good by going to Jesus and saying, well, Jesus, should we forgive him seven times? So he's one-upping the rabbinical teaching. But at the heart of the question that Peter is asking is, when is it okay not to forgive anymore? Where's the point that we can just say, I'm not forgiving anymore? Isn't that the issue that we wrestle with? Especially with those who hurt us? Is there a point where I can say, I'm done. In fact, we say that kind of stuff, don't we? I've been patient with you. I've dealt with this. You've plucked my last nerve. I'm done. Isn't that what we say? We say that kind of stuff, don't we? Because we wrestle with continually this issue. Is there a limit to forgiveness? So Peter's going to Jesus asking a very real question. We all wrestle with it, don't, don't we, folks? Don't we? I mean, there are family members, there are co-workers, there are neighbors, and that is a real question for you when it comes to your interaction with them. Is there a limit? And notice how Jesus responds. Here's what Jesus says. Jesus tells him, I, it's not seven times, Peter, it's 70 times seven. That's, if you do math, that's 490 times. So Jesus is saying we got to forgive them 490 times? So don't go home and start tabulating. You're getting close. I'm only going to put up with this ten more times. Don't do that, okay? That's not the point Jesus is making. Jesus is overstating a point here because here's what he wants us to do. Jesus calls us not to keep tabs on forgiveness. See, that's what we do too, don't we? We're into keeping tabs. Right, couple when we fight, we have that intense fellowship with each other, and you know we, you get into that heated discussion argument, and, and you bring up some of you are, are good at remembering history, and, and some of the history that you bring up is is how many times you have forgiven them, we keep tabs. That's our tendency. But Jesus is calling us to something else. He's calling us to a mindset. It doesn't keep tabs on it. Now, as soon as I say that, some of you are going to be like, well, you know, George, I got a hard time with that. Well, the reason why you got a hard time is probably because you have a wrong concept of forgiveness. You say, what do you mean? Because maybe you're here and you think that forgiveness is condoning. That if I forgive, I'm condoning what they're doing. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Let's remember what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is an act that you do not to remove the guilt or the responsibility from the person who has hurt you or done wrong, but forgiveness is an act on your part to release you from the prison of unforgiveness and place the one who's hurt you in the hands of God who will ultimately settle all things later. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you can't do it. You can't settle it. You can't make yourself feel better you can't you, you understand you can't remove the the pain and the hurt only God can and only God can truly deal with them and so Jesus is calling us to an attitude where you don't keep tabs on forgiveness you keep giving it to God you forgive them because you keep placing them in the hands of God to deal with it now he's going to show us an illustration to help us to understand why we need to do it and and it, and really can I be honest you it's in a as you read it, it seems like a simple illustration, but if you understand what's going on here, it's actually an illustration from the extreme. Because in the story, he's telling us that there's this guy who owes his master a hundred talents. Now let me explain to you what that is. In today's money, this dude owed his master this is why I said it's an argument from the extreme, owed his master. Two and a half billion dollars. That's a lot of money, isn't it? This guy owes his master that much. And so this is using an argument from the extreme here to communicate to us that you and I need to forgive others when they have, what, hurt us. So let's look at what he's saying here. First thing he's going to show us is this. We need to remember the future judgment. We need to remember the future judgment. Look with me at verse 23. He says, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. Jesus is pointing to the fact that the kingdom of heaven is like an earthly kingdom where this king wants to get with his servants and settle accounts with them. He wants to judge them based upon what they've done. And so you and I need to keep this in mind. The fact is is that one day we're all going to stand before the great God, Creator, and give an account. That's reality. There is a future judgment. So we're to remember that we're to settle up with the king to whom we owe. Now here's what happens. He has this guy come before him. This dude who comes before him, verse 24 and 27, he comes before him. He owes his master. I already told you. Two and a half billion dollars. And he can't pay. I mean, he doesn't have that kind of money just sitting around. I think all of us can relate that. How many of you got two and a half billion laying around? And what happens is is that he can't pay him. So the master then pronounces judgment on him, which I don't understand it, but this is the way it was in the ancient culture. He's going to have the guy thrown into prison with his family until he pays the debt back. Well, how do you pay back something when you're working in prison? And then and, and when you're talking about two and a half billion, who in the world's going to pay that back? So here's what I want you to see. What happens is the guy then throws himself at the mercy of his master and asks for forgiveness. this is what I want you to see. Undeserved forgiveness is shown. The master says, "I forgive your debt. I'm going to wipe out your debt. You owe me two and a half billion? Ain't nothing. It's gone. I give you back your life. You're forgiven. Wow, well, that'd be pretty awesome, wouldn't it? I mean, you're looking at prison time, trying to pay back your debt. You ask for mercy, and mercy is shown. This is what Jesus is saying. Now, here's what happens. When he's leaving there, Jesus says he comes across another servant who owes this servant. The equivalent of 100 denarii. Now, in that day, a denarii was one day's wage. So this guy owes this guy about 100 days wages. So it comes to about, about $4,000. So his, here he is. He owed the master $2.5 The master forgives it. He comes across his servant, this other servant who owes him $4,000. And he grabs a hold of him by the throat and says, pay me back. And the guy does the same thing that he did when he was with the master. He says, have mercy on me. Be patient with me. I'll repay you. But the servant who had just been forgiven his $2.5 he says, uh-uh, you owe me now. And throws him in prison and keeps him in prison until the 4000 is paid back. Do you see what's going on here? Here's what it's saying. There is a refusal to express the same forgiveness. Jesus says there's a refusal to express the same forgiveness. You know, Jesus is a master teacher, isn't he? Peter asks a simple question. How many times should I forgive somebody? Jesus says, don't keep tabs on it. And then he launches into this story, talks about this guy who owes this huge debt he can't repay, is forgiven, but that same guy who's forgiven can't show forgiveness. There's a lesson here for us. Here's what happens. Verse thirty-one to thirty-four, the other servants witness this. They see this. They're grieved by it. They go back and tell the master. I can see a master. Do you remember Fred? You just forgave Fred for two and a half billion dollar debt. Well, Fred just took Bill and Bill owed him four, and Lord, he just threw Bill in prison. And the master gets torqued. He gets angry. He gets really upset. So he calls back the servant and says, Hey, look, hey, didn't I just forgive you a $2 billion debt? Well, yeah, yeah. And didn't your friend Bill, who borrowed four from you, ask for the same type of forgiveness, but you didn't grant it? You threw him in prison? I mean, you owed me $2.5 billion. He only owed you $4,000. could not you not have shown him the same? Forgiveness? So the master has him delivered over to, and I think it's interesting, not just prison, but to the torturers. So it's going to be rough for the boy until he what? Pays it back. Which, can I be, be honest with you? Is forever. How do you pay back two and a half billion? Do you know what I mean? How do you do that? You can't. Unforgiveness is dealt with. That's the issue here. The master deals with unforgiveness. Now here's the principle. Here's the principle that Jesus is bringing out of this. Look with me at verse 35. Here's what Jesus says. So, my heavenly Father will also do to you, if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Two things I want you to see here. First of all, unforgiveness reflects a lack of appreciation for our forgiveness. Unforgiveness expresses a lack of appreciation for your forgiveness. What do you mean, my forgiveness, George? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, folks. At one time in your life, you owed Jesus $2.5 billion. You did wrong. You sinned against him. And the penalty for what you did was death, the penalty for what you did was a destiny going to hell. And at some point you realize that and you express to him, Jesus, forgive me for what I've done. Remove it from me. And you know what he did? He responded. He cleansed you from your sin. He removed it as far from you as far as the east is from the west. He forgave you your sin. Remember we talked about that last week. Finding forgiveness for yourself. The cross of Jesus Christ brings forgiveness in our life. Now here's what the problem is. The problem is, is that when you and I are not forgiving with other people, it's reflecting something about our life. And here's what it's reflecting. It's reflecting the reality that we don't really appreciate what Jesus did for us. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now here's the problem. The problem is, is that when you have that type of attitude, here's what Jesus is saying. This isn't George saying it. This is Jesus saying it. That reflects an attitude where you don't appreciate what I did for you, Jesus is saying. You lack appreciation for the forgiveness I've given you because you're not willing to forgive somebody else. Wow. Tell you what, when I read that and I study that, that just smacks me down because immediately the Holy Spirit begins to work in my life and say, okay, George, who do you have a problem with? Who are you not being forgiving to? See what I'm saying? Jesus is saying that unforgiveness reflects an attitude where we don't appreciate our forgiveness. C.S. Lewis said this. Some of you know C.S. Lewis from the movies, the Dawn Shredder and uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, but C.S. Lewis was a great philosopher. He had this to say about forgiveness. He said, I think if God forgives us, we must forgive ourselves, otherwise it is almost like setting ourselves up as a higher tribunal than God. Wow! Did you hear what he's saying? When I choose to be condemning and not forgiving, I am placing myself in a position of being higher than God. And let's be reminding ourselves of something, folks. Is there anything that Jesus does not forgive? Only one thing unbelief. That's the only thing. So Jesus, can I be honest with you? Jesus forgives everything but unbelief. So when I'm in this position where I'm not forgiving someone, C.S. Lewis says it's like I'm putting myself in a position higher than God. It's like, okay God, in this situation I know better than you whether or not I should forgive. Jesus says if you don't forgive, you lack the appreciation for what's been done. Here's what Jesus is saying. Forgiveness experience results in forgiveness expressed. Forgiveness experience results in forgiveness expressed. Do you understand? If you experience forgiveness, you will express forgiveness. This is what Jesus is talking about. If you are there and you have been forgiven of your sins and continue to be forgiven and you realize that you've got a grasp on that then man Lord you know I don't deserve your forgiveness you will then turn around and express that same forgiveness towards others do you understand what I'm saying so when I see somebody who's condemning and somebody who doesn't want to forgive I see somebody who truly doesn't understand their forgiveness do you understand what I'm saying this is what Jesus is saying. We must forgive. So here you are. He says, okay, George, how, how does this apply to me in this cage? How does this apply to me? I mean, this person has hurt me. This person has done something against me. And maybe they've done something and it's not even against you and you're not forgiving. We do that too, don't we? So here you are. You're in this cage. And Jesus is saying to you, Forgive. Problem is we don't want to. But here's what Jesus says. Okay, you don't want to? I'll tell you what that means. It has nothing to do with what was done to you. It has to do with that you don't understand what I forgave you for. You see what he's saying? Well, Jesus, you don't you don't understand what he did to me. It, that doesn't that's not the issue. The lack of willingness to forgive someone has nothing to do with what they've done to you It has to do with your not understanding. Forgiveness for yourself. And if you're going to get out of here, you got to grasp what Jesus forgave you for and continues to forgive you for. And then to begin to express that same forgiveness towards others. See, if I'm going to have the key to unlock the door to get out of this prison, i got to first start realizing what Jesus did for me. Do you understand? And when I realize what Jesus did for me, then I'm able to forgive other people. Here's three thoughts I want you to think about as we ponder what Jesus' is teaching is here for us today. Number one, are you struggling with forgiveness? Are you? I mean, let's be real. You know, people hurt us. And sometimes it's not intentional. But we get deeply offended real easily, don't we? And a lot of times they're not even aware they did anything. But you are. Are you struggling with forgiveness? I mean, if you're real and you're breathing here, you need to say yes. Because we all do. So do I. Alan Patton wrote this. He said, When deep injury is done to us, we never recover until we forgive. You're not going to recover until you forgive. Here's the next question. What has God forgiven you for? Sometimes you need to sit down and think about that. What's he forgiving you for? You know, the Bible's very clear. We don't have a leg to stand on. In Romans chapter 2, he talks about the moralist who judges others by this morality standard. And he says that that very same morality standard that they're going to be judged by, and here's what he says they will be condemned by because they can't live up to the same standard. So there you are. You are not being forgiven because... Here's what happens. When you get angry, it's usually because something you hold to has been violated. And so you've got this standard that that person has violated against you. And the reality is, is you're not being forgiving. You're not going to forgive them because they did this! And you're standing in judgment over them. The Bible very clearly says... The very same standard that you use in judgment against them, you yourself can't keep. You can't keep the same standard. So what's he forgiving you for? And so finally, forgive as you have been forgiven. Over and over. Over and over through the teaching of the New Testament. and, and, And I think almost every book, the whole concept of forgiveness comes out. And you'll have statements, forgive as you've been forgiven. Forgive as you've been forgiven. Forgive. Listen, you got to understand me. If you don't, you keep carrying it and it affects everything else around you. I've seen it. It starts affecting your other relationships. You begin to be distrustful of people. You begin to think, well... Are they going to do to me what that person did to me? I've seen it in marriage relationships, in remarriages where maybe the former spouse did something and the spouse can't forgive what that one, so they get remarried. And eventually that lack of forgiveness with that first spouse is carried over into the relationship with the second spouse. It doesn't have to be a marriage relationship. Somebody burns you at work. And so now you're not trusting anybody because you haven't learned to forgive. Do you understand? Jesus is calling us to get out of this prison. Walk out of it. And the way you walk out of it is you need to begin to forgive because He's forgiven you.